0: i <laughs>
1: It is highly probable that you are not understanding a word that is being said here. Don't worry. Me neither. And I was there. It is November 2018, in Suswa, a small village in the Narok County, 130 kilometers west from Nairobi, Kenya. Picture a large meeting room at the top floor of the local hotel, filled with local people, where mainly the colorful and striking traditional garments and accessories of the women attract the attention of those coming from outside the community, including myself, of course. The walls are covered with flip charts with all kinds of information that has been collected during the meeting. The speaker is explaining in Swahili and Ma, the language of the Maasai people, an overview of the methodology that they are using, pointing with a rolled paper to the sketches on one of the flip charts.
0: A
2: group of approximately 50 men and women, mostly from Maasai communities, have gathered to be part of a three-day workshop to resume the work they have been doing for several months, identifying and prioritizing their local needs and problems. They are building an agenda to dialogue with local authorities and other relevant actors, such as the Chinese company building the railway that will connect Nairobi with the coastal city of Mombasa and which has already transformed the landscape. With the artificial hills elevating the railways and the stations as a huge sleeping monster that lies silently in the lands of these Maasai communities.
1: After the three day workshop is over, there will be some conclusions and ideas gathered and organized. But there will still be further actions, meetings, and discussions needed to consolidate a plan for the dialogue they want to promote to bring changes and solutions that will improve the general conditions and will fulfill the rights of the communities involved. It is all part of a bigger process. The methodology that our speaker is actually sharing with the attentive participants, something called the right's way forward.
2: for Change, a podcast about civil society around the world, produced by Forum CIV. I am Salome Oliva.
1: And I am Carlos Cardenas.
2: So yes, on this episode, we will talk about a very special matter, the right way forward. What? Of course, many of you might not have a clue of what this is. So that is why we want to bring it on Forum for Change. Carlos, could you tell us a little bit about the Rights Way Forward?
1: Sure, Salome. Rights Way Forward is the name that Save has given to a methodology discussed and designed by members from different offices of the organization through a process that started several years ago.
2: uh uh-huh.
1: Even though I've had my own tiny part in this, I think it is best that we leave it to our special guest for this episode to explain better.
2: I completely agree, Carlos. There is certainly no one better to take us on a tour of what the right way forward is than our dear colleague from the regional office for Eastern and Southern Africa, Wilson James Tutania welcome 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 we're so happy to have you here this is a very nice opportunity for us to talk about one of our processes in the organization but as well to get to know you a little bit
0: okay so thank you once again uh, I'm Wilson James uh, working with the forum seed since 2014 actually middle of 2014 and I have been working as program officer responsible for capacity development globally. Currently based here in Mwanza, Tanzania. And before coming to Mwanza, I actually worked from Nairobi office in Kenya. I am a Tanzanian and I was born in the western part of Tanzania, uh, a region called Kigoma uh, in Kasuru district. But currently, as I said, I live in Mwanza with my family. I'm blessed to have a family, a wife with three children. And we are both, we are all of us staying together here in Mwanza.
1: Nice. Could you, could you describe a little bit your home, how it's the place where you live? <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a nice question, Carlos. I would say it's more of, it's typically Lulo area. I grew up in the Lulo, uh, helping my parents with farm work, doing all those kind of stuff you would expect a kid raised up in the Lulo area to do. Fetching water, going out in the bush, collecting firewood. Yeah, those kind of stuff and uh, the infrastructure and all other social services, as we know, are not very much developed in that particular area. Even though I would say it's not uh, the same way it used to be uh, during those years when I was growing up as a kid. I personally like engaging in uh, gardening. Uh, I have a small garden around my home here in Mwanza, so I plant uh, tomatoes, we plant also some banana and spinach. So during my spare time, I usually spend most of the time uh, attending this small garden, which I I love so much. And I get support, a lot of support from my wife and the kids are also learning the way uh, to attend the farm work which is very nice. I also like uh, uh, yeah interacting with my friends around here yeah, in the streets, playing some football sometimes.
2: So we have another football player in foreign <laughs> yeah. next time we'll have to do like a football match we are all together
0: <laughs> I, I know okay. some of my colleagues already know that i'm a very good football player i also wow. do <laughs> table tennis oh mm-hmm. right for sure
2: olympics
0: <laughs> <laughs> Forum for change
1: And Wilson, is there something that you dislike very much or maybe something that you fear?
0: Uh, Well, since I've been working very much with the community and that's my passion. So when it comes to fear, I would say... uh, I'm very keen not disrupting the promises I give to the community uh, because I know the context and the, the nature of the people living in the community. So I'm always cautious not to give promises that will not be fulfilled because I know this will very much disappoint the people there.
1: That says a lot about your personality, I would say, knowing you a little bit. I feel it would be important relevant to ask you and for you to share with us your growth professionally uh, in terms of the gender studies that you have developed already being part of forms if how uh, if you can mention a little bit about those studies and how have they enriched your own process and the uh, right way forward process.
0: Yes, Forum Civ is an organization that gives the opportunity to individuals and also brings uh, a lot of uh, challenge uh, when it comes to sharing knowledge and learning new things. So when I started working with the organization I didn't have a very big strong background in gender but since I was also working with the gender issues quite a lot I think the organization realized that I needed some kind of uh, more capacity in this area. So I started learning uh, a lot of gender issues from my colleagues. I lacked some uh, basic aspects in this area. So I took a certificate course in the Netherlands for six months. And this gave me a new and different perspectives, uh, especially when it comes to gender, when it comes to looking at issues, masculinities, trying to understand, you know, uh, the whole idea of patriarchal systems and how they affect, you know, interaction between women and men, uh, the opportunities and the voice that women can have in their own processes, but also men. So I think this has uh, enlightened me a lot when it comes to understanding how to mainstream uh, gender issues into my work and also how to approach the different scenarios related to uh, context of gender in general before I was very, very much struggling with some of the issues in working with the gender. Now I'm, I'm confident when it comes, for example, to the intersectional way of looking at things in the gender perspective, I think I've improved quite a lot. So I'm very, very happy.
2: Can you explain a little bit what the right place forward is for us?
0: The methodology is basically built around the theory that the community members have knowledge and expertise in their own Issues, so they are the experts of their own communities, and that's why we say that this methodology is supposed to be owned by the community members. Uh, the idea is that uh, this methodology have to be uh, implemented by the community members and organisations, uh, especially the local-based organisations, because uh, they are the ones that learn the process, and they are the ones that eventually. Need to find solutions for their own problems. It's also more about advocacy, and you know, advocacy works very well uh, when different partners, different organisations, come together in order to strengthen their their energy uh, to be able to lobby and push for implementation of some agenda in their own context. Yeah so the more organization engaged in this process much better results uh, we expect to get out of it.
1: We would like to ask you how does your story begins with this thing that has come to be known now as the right way forward previously it had other names and it has been a long process what is your story landing on this on this challenge that has become today the right way forward methodology
0: i don't know where i should start but uh, obviously i would say uh, my my first contact with this story about the right way forward methodology was when i was working with one of the Small organization here in Mwanza that was in 2013, and this organization happened to be a partner organization to Forum Sud. Forum Sud was also uh, having an office here in, in Tanzania and Mwanza region, and they were also working as usual with different partners around this region where we call Lake Zone area. Uh, Forum Sud came, and I think they were testing this uh, tool in the beginning. So they wanted to have uh, some experience from partner organizations that were more working with the environment and also community processes. So my organization happened to be their choice and I was the contact person in that case, in that organization. So that's where my story would be actually start. My role was mainly to support the development of the methodology, but also testing it with different communities around the lake zone here in Manza. So I didn't know much about uh, the, the methodology itself, but it was more of trying to share my experience about how the community processes work, the different participatory methodologies I've been trying to apply in my organization. Yeah. And then Uh, Over time, I learned that this was going to be a great tool uh, From City was trying to come up with.
1: So in some way you came to the process when it was already uh, like a first or some draft version of the methodology and you came in.
0: You are very right. Uh, It was during the early days when the methodology was still at a scratch. And I actually took part in the actual development of the methodology, uh, trying to develop Mm -hmm. the exercises, trying to go out with the communities, testing them, and trying also to rephrase uh, what we had put down on the paper. So yeah, I would say that was uh, my role. And uh, also to kind of say that I was one among the first people to get in touch and in contact with this method. Yeah. In the year 2014, uh, around uh, May or April, I don't remember exactly, some of the colleagues in Seed contacted our organization and of course also with the other organizations uh, telling us about the opportunity that was available in Seed and they encouraged us to apply. Uh, so I got interested to learn about the opportunity and fortunately when I learned about it, I realized it was more to do with the, what I've actually been doing for the past few months with the, some of the colleagues in Framseed, uh, trying to talk about uh, working with the community, conducting trainings, training of trainers and so forth. So then I got attracted with that and I, I made a, an application. And if, yeah, I was lucky to to qualify for this uh, position, and then recruited by Fromseed in that sense.
1: So then you were recruited uh, already for this program that was at that point called SDP, the Sustainable Development Program. You were exactly.
2: The Sustainable Development Programme, or SDP, was part of an application that Forum Civ presented to SIDA SIVSAM, the main Swedish cooperation fund for civil society, with the purpose of promoting aid effectiveness with a bottom up approach and ownership by communities. At that time, Forum Civ's prioritized areas of work where sustainable use of natural resources, human rights, and democracy. The main goal was to come up with a methodology that could be shared with Swedish civil society organizations and their local partner organizations all around the world. That five years later became the Rights way forward methodology.
0: I was recruited mainly to further carry out the activities and the process related to this program under the International Development uh, Program that was based in Stockholm. So I was very much responsible to conduct trainings around the Lake Zone with the different partners that we are working with from suite and also continuing with the development of the methodology. There were some few selected staff in Stockholm around the three of them uh, who were working with this program. And then at the same time when I was recruited, I think some few months later, then there were other recruitments that were done in Cambodia and Colombia. And I think each staff that was recruited was having their specific role. For example, I remember the Cambodian colleague who was very much responsible with the gender aspects of the methodology. And myself uh, was very much focusing on sustainable use of natural resources Uh, while the colleague from Colombia was more on conflict issues. So uh, this later on came to be the global team that was working on the uh, right way forward methodology.
2: So we have been talking a lot about the methodology, a process, perspectives, different names. We've been talking about the right ways forward, but I'm sure people would like to know what is the right ways forward?
0: Uh, the first thing I usually like to explain is about the unique name of the methodology itself, because some people have been also asking, like, what does it mean with the right way forward? So uh, when we we, we we started working with this methodology, uh, one of the issues we are trying to work on was to kind of Figure out how we will call the methodology. We thought that since we were trying to address rights issues in the organization, uh, we thought that we should uh, try to find something very much related to this. So, this is the genesis of the name, uh, Rights Way Forward. So, at the same time, uh, we thought that, okay. So is this the way to go? Then we thought, yes, this is the right way to go. And that's why we combined right-way-forward methodology. So meaning that we are going in the right direction, but at the same time addressing rights issues. And when it comes to the meaning of the right-way-forward, it's just simply a tool. It's a community-based participatory tool, uh, which seeks to engage and empower community members to be able to kind of improve their... Life, doing their daily activities in a more focused way, uh, improving their capacity to formulate, advocate, and also claim their rights. And uh, this is meant to actually finally bring sustainable development. So with the methodology, we have two phases, actually. The first one, uh, which we call the community mobilization phase. And the second phase uh, being the Dialogue for Change phase. Yeah, so it's basically a community-based uh, tool to support analysis and uh, discussions, uh, reflections around the community issues uh, where the community have the ability and capacity and opportunity to come together and discuss about uh, issues of their concern and actually find solutions for that. The first phase... As I mentioned, it's a community mobilisation, so it's meant to uh, mobilise the community in different ways, uh, starting from the planning and the stakeholder engagement, uh, a step that is meant to kind of go deeper into the context analysis of the community, and then uh, having made all those kind of analysis, then you have also another step which is basically uh, to train uh, community facilitators, because the methodology itself is meant to be owned by the community members. So for the community members to be able to own this process, they need to have knowledge about it.
1: Who are these community facilitators mentioned by Wilson? Community facilitators are community members selected by the community and the community-based organizations to be trained in the right way forward methodology by experienced trainers such as Wilson. After that training, the community facilitators are the ones who facilitate the development of the rights way forward process with their community.
0: When the community facilitators have been trained, then you have the task now of doing community workshops where you interact with the different community members to be able to come together, and make analysis of the different situations that surrounds their life, and then at the end of this process uh, of community workshops, then. The main achievement or the main outcome for this is what we call the Community Action Plan. This is actually where the community documents the most important issues for them that they want to achieve and address for the future of their lives. And then the Dialogue for Change is more about uh, engaging other actors, different partners, different stakeholders, to be able to support the implementation of the Community Action Plan. And this dialogue is not just a dialogue. It's a dialogue that is meant to bring change in the community. So the Dialogue for Change phase is basically a phase where you engage different actors, especially duty bearers, who have mandate to commit resources and address issues in their own uh, communities and contexts.
2: Who or what are the duty betters? There are international legal frameworks that agree all people are born free and have a set of rights called human rights. The duty betters are the ones responsible to protect and fulfill individuals' freedoms and human rights. The clearest example is the state, which has the fundamental mission to guarantee that people have access to their rights. There are other duty bearers, such as local authorities and other relevant actors, such as the companies or representatives of the private sector, that play a crucial role in the guarantee and fulfilment of rights, especially for communities located where these companies develop their activities.
0: Mm.
1: Maybe now we would like for you to share with us like a brief description of how the this whole process has developed in some way, uh, some kind of brief timeline that gives us an idea of this history of the different moments and stages that the building of the Right's Way Forward has had.
0: So for the Right's Way Forward methodology, as far as uh, I remember, if my memory does not fail me, uh, I think uh, it was very much inspired by one tool, which we call Environmental Lens tool. This tool was developed way back in the year 2009. It was meant to kind of support uh, civil society organizations and other other organizations to mainstream mm. uh, environment and the climate change issues in the projects and the programs. So way back in 2009, the Environmental Lens was developed and it was under a Swedish organization called Diakonia. Diakonia was the lead in the development of this environmental lens together with the other several organizations in Sweden and outside Sweden. Each organization that was taking part in the development of the environmental lens tool was having their specific kind of expertise so from in this case was contacted because of their expertise with uh, facilitation but also uh, because of their and knowledge and expertise in light-based approach uh, processes, and then uh, with this environmental lens, there were several workshops that were kind of conducted around around the world in Cambodia, Tanzania, Bangladesh, Zimbabwe, Lithuania, Jordan, and the other many countries. Around 20 workshops were kind of done in 10 different countries, uh, bringing together around 350 participants uh, from over 50 organizations so th- this was the history and the beginning of the ideas to come up with the right way forward methodology because then after the development of this environmental lens tool i think at some point from seed realized that the tool was great yes but it was not very much meant to solve some of the challenges into in the community Forum seed at some point thought that there was an to come up with a tool that was much simpler, much more simple, as the environmental lens was also considered to be a bit complicated. Uh, So, (laughs) yeah.
2: (laughs) Once again, we look at the clock and the time has run out. But don't fear, we will bring you the second part of this episode very soon. So far, we have listened to Wilson tell us about the history of the Rights Way Forward, his relationship with this methodology, and a little about the scope of the process and its capacity to reach communities throughout the world.
1: I'm sure you're dying to know how does the present and the future of this methodology look like, and what are some of the most remarkable successes of it. If that is so, And you are sitting on the edge of your seat, wanting to know more? Stay tuned for the second part of this episode. We have to tell you, there is singing, a surprise guest and much more.
2: Right's Way Forward information and materials can be found on our website www.forumciv.org search for Changers Hub and get into the Right's Way Forward or go to this episode's description box to find all the links and more information
1: This has been Forum for Change a podcast about civil society around the world. Produced by Forum SIV as part of the Swedish Partnership Program funded by SIDA, the Swedish International Development Cooperation Agency.
2: If you want to know more about the podcast or this episode's content, please read the description box. To know more about Forum SIV, take a look at our website www.forumsiv.org. We hope you join us in another episode soon. You can also follow us on social media as Forum Sieve. I am Salome Oliva.
1: And I am Carlos Cárdenas. Until next time.